What's up, everybody? Welcome to KP Convos. My name is Kiara Paul, and I am here to bring you some good kingdom-minded conversation. I'm so excited for this first official, yes, I said it, first official episode, but it is episode two. And you're probably wondering, what are we going to be talking about today? You're probably looking at the title And I chose this to be one of the first episodes because I feel like this topic is so, so important as we are believers, as we're walking this earth as ambassadors. And the topic for today is sonship. Say it with me, sonship. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to give a disclaimer and we're just going to get in this topic. All right. Father, I just want to say thank you, God, for all that you are. God, we lift your name on high. We exalt the name of Jesus in this podcast. We bless you. We exalt you. We acknowledge you and we invite you in, Holy Spirit. We thank you. God, I just pray, God, that anyone who is listening to this podcast, that whatever is said could resonate with them, Lord. We honor you and we magnify you. Be in the midst of this conversation. Let you be right in the middle. Let you be the third party. Let my words be of you and the person receiving it receive truth and receive revelation of who you are and who we are in you in jesus the only name we pray in amen and amen listen how are you guys today just talk back to me tell me how you are say it out loud how are you doing yeah i feel you i feel you so today we're going to be talking about sonship and the disclaimer that i want to give is these podcasts are more like conversations they're not necessarily bible studies so as often as i probably will um revert back to scripture it won't be like okay i'm gonna drop a list of scriptures and so and so and so it won't be like a bible study but it'll more so be a conversation so you'll hear me hear me reference scripture a lot but it won't have a structure of a bible study just a disclaimer okay so sonship before anything though i do want to read this scripture in the book of ephesians so we can understand and get a basis of what this is and just let's just talk about it we won't be long something short and sweet but that you can carry with your day so i'll be reading from ephesians chapter 1 starting at verse 3 So Paul says, all praise to God. I'm reading the NLT version. All praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Verse 5, God decided in advance to adopt us, keyword, adopt us into his family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. Verse 6, so we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. Verse 7, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins verse 8 he showered us 
He showered us in his kindness along with all wisdom and understanding. So first of all, I love the book of Ephesians because Ephesians really just talks about who we are in the Lord, really gives us a breakdown and a just just gives us identity of who we are and I feel like in this time in this season in this hour and in this generation everybody's looking for identity everybody's looking for who they are everybody's trying to figure themselves out right and we live in a generation where labels are our identity you have to fall under some category that generation the generation agrees with that society agrees with for you to have some type of identity and if you don't agree with a lot of the things well you're thrown to the side you're a nobody but one day I was thinking to myself and I was like if you were to remove all these labels that were created by society who would you be who are you who are you um without your standard of identity being your sexuality who are you without your standard of identity being, you know, your race? And I do believe that these are all parts of our identity. But I feel like we've in this time, we've created such an idolatry in these aspects of ourselves that when someone comes against those things about us, we're so quick to defend um ourselves in these things because we've built ourselves up we've puffed ourselves up in these ideas who are you behind the degree who are you who are you and the reality of the fact is that we've built our identity in success we've built our identity in trying to fit in into cultural norms but a lot of us are broken a lot of us are without father or without parents a lot of us have been rejected a lot of us have been bullied a lot of us have been abused and we don't want to identify or even deal with those things but one thing i love about what the lord has done and one thing i learned about this thing called sonship is that there's an identity that the Lord has given us that is above every earthly identity that we can receive, every earthly identity that we can put ourselves under. If I were to take away my ethnicity, if I were to take away my nationality, if I was to take away my sexuality, if I was to take away just the things that, you know, I believe that's going on in the world, my, my, um, what party I'm in, if I was to take those things away, I can boldly stand before you and tell you who I am in the Lord because those things never perish. They don't. So what is sonship? Sonship is the coming into a, a father-daughter, a father-son relationship with God. And it is very hard to view God in the perspective of a father because we live in a generation where not having a father is probably at his all-time high. More than half of the homes in America don't have father figures in the house, especially in the inner city areas. We know this. We know this. So it is very, very hard to look at God as a father and we see him as a dictator. And the reason why sonship is important, especially if you are someone that is called to ministry, is because you can spend your whole life working for the Lord and never knowing him as a father, never being in the position of being a son, right? So if you read 
Matthew chapter 7. I remember reading Matthew chapter 7, um, verse 21, where, you know, the famous scripture that everybody loves to reference, you know, those who come to me and say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not, you know, cast out demons in your name? All of this, that, and the third. And, and God says before them, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. And that's not what I want to focus on, but I want to focus on the perspective here. Um, the perspective here, I, I don't remember exactly what um, version I read it in, but God had given me a revelation because it had said that the servants went before the father and the father said, I don't know you. And what happened is with these these people that quote unquote serve the Lord never served from a position of sonship. So and, and that's why he says you workers of iniquity. Not only were they working, but they were working in iniquity. And and when we go into heaven, we know that the one thing that's going to stand is our relationship with the father. So the Lord had highlighted to me that these were servants workers that were before a father not sons before a father and this is when i stepped into this revelation of sonship because i believe that you know we've grown up believing that what we do for god our works is what saves us that's why you used to hear it all the time people say you know I don't want to go to hell that's why I'm not doing this that and the third whatever whatever but it's deeper than what you do and don't do because what you do and don't do comes after the realization that you are saved by faith through grace before you are ever saved by works because Jesus was the fulfillment of the law and you now have the Holy Spirit within you and the Holy Spirit leads you to all truth. The Holy Spirit leads you into righteousness as he should. So we're saved by faith through grace. And when we're saved by faith through grace, we are adopted into the kingdom. We are adopted into the house of the father. This is sonship. This is what it means to be a son or daughter of God. Your parents, right? And I'm, I'm speaking this in a perfect world perspective, not in a, a messed up world perspective. Your parents should love you because they made you, not because of what you're doing and not doing. This is how God is. God loves us because he made us. God sent his son to die for us because he loves us and he made us and even as we are in him he loves us regardless of how much we're messing up and when you come to this realization of wow the lord my father looks at me like this that realization will make you want to straighten up your life understand that the holy spirit is always leading you and as long as you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, what he's done for you and your heart posture is always leaning toward him and you are allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you in this walk of sonship, you will even realize that it's deeper than just what your works can do. 
This is why sonship is important because when you fall, the Bible says that um, a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up eight. When you fall, right? Um, when a child falls, when babies fall, the father doesn't get mad at the baby for falling because children are supposed to fall if they're learning how to walk. He gets them, he, he picks them up and he helps them walk again. And if he sees that the baby keeps falling, keeps falling, keeps falling, he's going to carry them because the Bible says that he's one, he is the one that is able to keep us from falling. So this is what true sonship looks like. It is resting in the finished works of the father abiding. Jesus talks about abiding a lot in the, in the book of John abiding in his love for you and allowing him to love on you as a father. And that is so hard to do when you don't know what a father is supposed to look like. When you don't know what a mother is supposed to look like. It is really hard to allow God as a father to love on you. To allow God as a father to pick you up when you fall. Because typically what may happen is when you grow up without a parent, you feel like you have to, or you grow up without a parent that just doesn't really acknowledge you. You grow up thinking that you have to be independent. So then that mindset then flows into your walk and thinking, yeah, I got God, but I got this. When the Bible says that you can boast in your weaknesses and because his grace is sufficient and his strength will fill your weaknesses. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, um, paraphrasing, but you can boast in your weaknesses because God's strength is filled when you are weak. God, God is strength is made strong when you are weak. This is sonship. The beautiful about the beautiful thing about this is that in sonship, there is no condemnation. The Bible says that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who are led by the spirit in sonship. You realize that God doesn't hate you. He's not mad at you when you fall. He doesn't turn his back on you. That's not the God that we serve. He's not an evil God. But he loves you because you are his son and daughter. And in this place, right, when you when you when you realize how much someone loves you, this builds a reverence in you. Especially in Almighty God, because although God is a father, he's still holy, right? This builds a reverence in you. And this builds an understanding that you can actually trust God with your life. You can trust God with every single thing, every single door, every single issue. You can trust him with it to make ways. You can trust him with it to know what he's doing. Because he is an eternal God. When I came to this understanding, when I came to this revelation, I realized that I can rest. The Bible says that we work out our salvation through fear, with fear and trembling. We don't work for it because it's a gift. We work it out. And in that realization of sonship, I was able to get in a place where the way I served the Lord was out of my love for him. It wasn't out of a place to get him to recognize me. It wasn't out of a place to get him to love me, to get him to see me. Maybe if I just do this, God will give me this. Maybe if I do that, God will love me. God will see me. God will answer my prayers. No, 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 no. 
if you get yourself in a position where you understand your right as a son or daughter, you will see God in such a different light. That even in your lowest points, even in your valleys, the one thing that remains is that you are a son and daughter. When everything in society is telling you to be this, do this, support that, you got to be like this. You got to be like that. You got to think like this. If you don't think like that or if you don't do this or if you don't donate to that or if you're not in this party or blah, 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 we can accept you. God accepts you because he made you. And be in that, because he made you, he's also the one to remake you. Yeah, that deserves a praise break. And why do I say that? Because although he made us, sin has corrupted the design in which he's made us in. We always hear preachers and people say that we're made in the image of God. But we have to understand that when we tell people that, we have to understand that being made in the image of God means that we were made first with an original design that was the image of God. Because the image of God is not sin, right? That's not the image of God, but sin has corrupted that image. That is why the Bible says that the old has passed away and the new has come. That's why the Bible says that when we are baptized, we are, when we go under the water, we've died to our old stuff. And when we come back up, we come up as a new creature. If we, if we in this sin nature, were in the image of God, we wouldn't need to be salvaged. We wouldn't need to be saved. So if God made us, he has the power through his Holy Spirit to remake us. This is why we, and I'm, I'm not trying to go into this because this is one of the episodes about life in the spirit. But this is why our, our, we know that we're saved by our fruit. You know who is of God by our fruit. Because he's the one that can completely reconstruct us to look like him. Remember that even though our spirit is saved, our soul is going through sanctification, right? Our soul is going through sanctification. We're being refined. We're being purified to look like him more and more every day. And we just follow his leading through faith. And in our days, he's, he's revealing our heart to us. He's testing us. He's showing us us, right? But the beautiful thing about this process is doing it as a son or daughter puts you in the perspective that God is doing everything to work out for your good and for his glory for the good of those who are called according to his purpose and for the good of those who love him and the reason why we we love God is is not because of of something that oh we what we've heard about in church or what our parents taught us or what we've seen or what we've heard but it's because of the fact that he loved us first remember in Ephesians it said that it said that he he loved us and he chose us he sought us out just like the 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 shepherd who went out to go find that one sheep he sought us out and only a good father a perfect father would go after the one that he loves the one that he cares for and I want to remind you today that you are a son and daughter and that's not just a cliche that you put in your in your Instagram caption after you yourself has made us a accomplishment in life yeah I'm a daughter of the king so I'm able to do this no 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 this is a resting place this is this is that sabbath 
This is that Sabbath, that spiritual Sabbath that is talked about in the New Testament. We enter into this resting place of knowing who we are in Christ first as a son or daughter. I couldn't stress this enough. When I was in Miami, I would tell you know the worship team that I was a part of before I'm anything in ministry I'm a daughter first because if you take away the ministry if you take away the businesses the accomplishments all of that stuff I am a daughter first take away the family you can strip me of everything that people know me as everything that my parents know me as everything that friends know me as haters school and I can still stand before you and say I'm a daughter and be bold and confident and and even if I messed up but my heart was still yielded to the Lord I can still say no matter what you think about me God says I'm his daughter and when you get in that mindset you're going to want to commune with your heavenly father and this is why I love sonship because sonship is the assurance right we were orphans and and through Jesus Christ we were adopted into his kingdom we're now his children that means we have his inheritance and that's a promise there's a structure before you were a minister before you're a teacher before you are a business owner or entrepreneur before you are a governor before you are a worship leader before you are a homemaker before you are a, a, a man of God, a woman of God, you are a son or daughter because God is going to let people in his house that he knows. He, as we can clearly see in Matthew chapter seven, that he's not going to let anyone into his house that he doesn't know. And the way to know God is to know him as a father first. The Bible says that we cry out to him as Abba father. That's who he is to us. And I want to tell you that your perspective of an earthly father is not the perspective of a heavenly father. Because your earthly father has abandoned you, has left you, has cursed you, has abused you, even your mother, your family. Because God is father is family. God would not do that to you. He is not evil. And when you can get this perspective, when you go through trials, right? The Bible says, count it all joy. When you go through trials and tribulations, instead of going through trials, like God is punishing you, you will be able to see the God in the trials because even though he is the God of the mountains, he is the God of the valleys too. He's with you in your low places. And when you get in this perspective, you will see that God was with you all along, with you all along. How is it that Paul was able to rejoice in prison? He was able to find joy in prison instead of complaining about how he was chained up eight hours to a guard and then they had to rotate guards chained up in jail couldn't do anything he rejoiced because he found God in it and he preached the gospel to that guard and that guard was able to go out into the town and preach the gospel to the next guard he preached and he was able to write letters how 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 because Paul realized that he was a son he realized the covenant that he was in with the Lord and that's the place that you need to get to today so you can stop this Christian walk trying to work for all of these things 
and then you be in a place where you know who you are in the Lord, you're doing you you're in God in faith, not in works. And when you're in God in faith and belief and you're rooted in him, that's when all of the stuff you believe, you work it out. Because if we say that we are true believers in Christ and we say that we are sons and daughters, right? We 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 live out what we believe. We should be living it out. And people should know mm, that person is different. I know that person belongs to God. So I just want to encourage you. Don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. But take heart that you are a son or daughter. And the Lord loves you first. He's with you. And he wants you to rest in knowing that you belong to him. You belong to his house. And you are his child. Thank you for just being with me today believe that God is working on some people's hearts right now and freeing them and I just can't wait to come back with you we have so much more conversations that we're gonna have and we're gonna go deep and God I just pray that you continue to work on the hearts of those who are listening God your Bible says that you know your word is sharper than a two-edged sword You'll cut through bone and marrow between spirit and, and flesh. You'll cut through. You will cut out the lies in their hearts, the deceit, the regret, and you will replace it with your love and joy and the fullness of who you are, God. We bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to KP Convos, and I will talk to you soon.